Welcome to the Kingdom Mama Mentor Podcast, where kingdom moms are encouraged to walk led by the Spirit and embrace freedom, all for the glory of the Lord. I am your host, Christine Edinger. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Kingdom Mama Mentor Podcast. I'm so excited about today's episode, but really the next three after this as well. Um, Or is it four? It's either three or four. This is a series. We're beginning a series today. And it really was inspired because of last week's episode. If you didn't catch last, last week's episode, go ahead and do that. Push pause on this one. Come back to it. But last week I had a guest. Her name was Christine. She's a fitness trainer. And um, she really just spoke to creating healthy lifestyles by doing small habits. And this is something that the Lord has been drilling home to me in my heart probably over the last several months, and not just in regard to my fitness and my health and wellness journey with Him and how He's just transformed me in that area, but also just in the everyday mundane, um, you know, spending time with Him. So what you're going to hear in this episode is part one of, like I said, it's either three or four part series, um, more to come on that, but part one on what your habits must be in order for it to create a healthy lifestyle. And whenever I say healthy lifestyle here on this podcast, I mean everything that goes into a healthy lifestyle. So your habits, the word of God, prayer, and community with other believers, what you eat, if you move your body, your relationships, like everything is a, is part of your healthy lifestyle, right? And so today, you're going to hear part one of what your habits must be if you really want the type of lifestyle that you know in your soul you desire. It might feel out of reach and even Like when I think about messages that I receive all the time in my inbox, truly, I got three over the weekend, but people are always asking, where do I begin? I want this and this and this, but I don't know where to start. And it starts with the small. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today, the small beginnings. And so before we get started, I am just going to go to the Father and pray over this episode and over your heart. Most gracious God, I'm so humbled to come before you this morning, Lord. Um, I just thank you for just being able to approach your throne. And Jesus, it's all because of you. You've made the way. Um, You are the way. You are the truth and the life. And um, I'm just overwhelmed with gratitude this morning as I reflect on my own journey of sanctification and where you have brought me from, a lazy depressed, unhappy, anxious, on-edge mother who now has so much joy in the everyday, small, mundane things. God, I thank you for that. Thank you for the transformation that you have just allowed me to walk through. And I look forward to continue to just walking with you intimately. I pray for the heart of the listener that they too would know this intimate journey with you, that um They would just take one small step towards you today as we talk about the small beginnings. I pray that they would take one small step towards you today. 
not because they're looking to earn your favor or your love, but simply to glorify you and to honor you for your name's sake. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So this series is taking place on the scripture, the passage in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 10, excuse me. And I want to give you some context because context is always important when it comes to scripture. But in Zechariah, in verse 10 of chapter 4, it speaks of this about small beginnings. You've heard me say that like how many times already, and we're only three minutes into this podcast episode. But they are talking about the rebuilding of the temple and how, because the temple was destroyed, right? And how people are looking at it thinking it's just small. It, there's like no relevance to it. It's not significant. And the whole passage is referring to how people may look upon it and even ourselves may look upon, you know, small things and call it small and irrelevant and insignificant. But to God, it's significant. And mamas, women, whoever is listening to this, I want this to ring true in your heart today. Especially as the thing that I talk about most on my platforms on social media is your your health, your fitness journeys. Consider this one step in the right direction towards health and stewarding your body, stewarding your home is honorable to God. You may condemn it and call it small. Or you may say just or only, like we talked about in the episode last week when referring to choices that you make. But in that scripture, it says, do not despise small beginnings because the Lord rejoices that it began. How beautiful is that? Because, friends, if you really think about it, if you really think about it and you trust that God is who he says he is and that the Holy Spirit is the one that does the edification and the work and the sanctification, which just means the refining of the believer, causing your flesh to die more and more each day as you seek God, if you really believe it's the work of the Holy Spirit, then you will trust that with the little that you give God, he will transform that. We see that all throughout the scripture in every story, God takes the small and turns it into huge for his glory. Amen. And so may we not condemn ourselves when we take a small step. I'm putting air quotes around small because God can use any of our efforts. And again, we're not trying to perform for God and we're not trying to earn his love. We are doing it out of an overflow of God's love for us. He tells us to steward our temple well. He tells us to manage our households well. Take one step because it's it's a small step that God can use to transform so much. I recently heard on Craig Rochelle's new book or in his new book, it's called The Power to Change. I highly recommend it. Um, But he was talking about Daniel and how Daniel had a habit of praying three times a day, every single day, every single day. And what that may have been referred to as small to some people 
it mattered whenever it came time for it to matter, right? We know that the story of Daniel, or maybe you don't, just a real quick synopsis is Daniel was thrown into a den of lions and he did not fear not one moment. He continued to be steadfast in his habits of praying three times a day. His focus was on God and who God created him to be. He knew that his whole purpose of being here was to magnify God's goodness, right? That doesn't sound like a man that's concerned about the results of something or the outcome of something. He's just focused on God, the person of God, right? And I believe that we are called to do the same. And so I want to give you one very small practical thing to do today, beginning today. And if you need more help with this, you will see this, um, this, I will talk more about it later, but there's going to be some help in the show notes if you want to reach out to me personally, because I'm willing to walk with you through this. Okay. So there are several different things that researchers, experts, whatever you want to call them say need to happen in order for habits to be successful and for them to be a part of your life. The first thing that your habit must be, and this is what we're going to spend all of today on, is obvious. Your new habit that you're trying to create in your life must be obvious. And what do I mean by that? If you say that you want to have a stronger relationship with God, what has to happen? Well, the first thing that has to happen is that new habit has to be obvious. It has to be in your face. There's this thing called brain fatigue, and it is the the whole concept that if a decision is too hard for us or too complex for our brains, we get overwhelmed and we shut down, okay? So in week three of my shame program, we talk about the simplicity of food choices because of brain fatigue. If you make something too difficult, your brain is created to preserve energy. So have you ever said, I want to do, I want to get healthy, right? And then when it comes time to work out, you didn't, you didn't plan ahead. Therefore, when it comes time to pick a workout, you're so overwhelmed and your emotions start playing into it. And so you don't work out because you got overwhelmed. Your, your brain got fatigued, Right. Or I really want to get my house clean today. Then you go home and you look at all the mess and you get overwhelmed. And so you don't do anything. I know that y'all relate, like, especially with that last one, you're like, yup, yep, that's me. It's called brain fatigue because our habits have to be obvious. If we're creating a new habit of keeping our house in order, if we're creating a new habit of being healthy and having a healthy lifestyle, then our habits that have to be obvious. So let me give you an example for those two, okay? Every day, or actually the night before a new day, I keep in my notes section what I'm going to do the next day. I plan ahead for the next day. I've stopped planning for the entire week because I've learned that life happens. And so planning in my notes section the day before just gives me enough where I can, it's like a skeleton framework, okay? It's just the bones of my next day and there's wiggle room, right? But it's obvious, it's in my notes that, so like today I knew I was going to be recording this podcast episode. 
for in this time frame. It's 1030 in the morning and I blocked off time to do that. So whenever 10 o'clock hit, I knew what was going to happen today because I had thought just a couple minutes the night before about it, right? Additionally, if I knew that my house was going to be a little bit chaotic once my kids left for school today, what could I think about? I could think about the the rooms that I wanted to straighten up. So it is a non-negotiable that every day, every kid's bed will be made as well as my own. That's a non-negotiable. That just happens to fit in my everyday because I created that habit. And so what do I look for to give me that cue to do that habit every single day? An unmade bed. Okay, what about getting healthy? Well, y'all, this one's a little bit harder for me. I've been on this journey now for about almost a year. It'll be a, a year and two months. And one thing that has significantly helped me is filling up my water bottle with my favorite morning electrolyte drink, putting it on my bedside table and laying my workout clothes on the floor so that the moment I get up, I step on my workout clothes and my drink is already there. It is obvious the habit that I want to implement every single day in my life is obvious. It's in my face. I can't miss it. You want to spend more time on your word? Put your Bible and your journal in a place that you will see it every single day. Okay? It has to be obvious. So I want you to think specifically about your relationship with the Lord. What do you need to do in order to grow in your intimacy with him? It's probably just spend more time in his word, getting to know who he is, understanding his language, right? That's true for most of us. Or maybe it's prayer. Maybe your prayer life needs to Um, get deeper, you want to grow in intimacy with your prayer life. Whatever it is, put it out in front of you where it's obvious and make a plan the day before of when you're going to insert it into your day. It has to be obvious. Otherwise, your brain has to work too hard and the other habits that you actually don't even think about every day now you're going to continue running on autopilot, right? Like what are some habits that you do every single day? Well, you pee, you brush your teeth. Some of us shower daily. I mean, honestly, some days I skip a shower. Um, Some people eat three meals a day on habit. I do that now, but that hasn't always been the case. I used to skip breakfast all the time, right? Like there are habits that you don't even have to think about. And most of the time, You're not making decisions throughout your day. They are just habits and you're running on autopilot. The fact that you skip breakfast, that's a habit too. You don't even think about that anymore. You just skip, right? And so in order to get healthy, you're going to have to make a conscious decision every single day to fit the new habit in of eating breakfast. Well, what would that look like? You would have to make it more obvious. You need to put all the food in the fridge at the front of the fridge. So in the morning when you open the fridge, it's right there. Maybe you prepare your breakfast the night before. Maybe it's just a protein shake that you grab from the fridge the morning of. But you've got to actually think and make it obvious so that your brain doesn't have to do so much work. And I know what you're thinking. Well, that's just so small. But it's not. Again, to quote the scripture, Zechariah 
4.10. Do not despise the small beginnings. The Lord rejoices that the work began. My friends, let us not measure our habits the way that the Lord does. Do not despise when you do something small because it's God that transforms. It's his power in us, not our own. All we have to do is take the small steps forward. Think about it for a moment. When you look at somebody's life that you're just in awe of, what? why is that? Think about it. It's because they seem so disciplined. They do a certain thing at the same time every day. They seem to be able to fit all these things into their schedule. They have consistent word time every day. Friends, those habits started somewhere, started very small, and they grew. And now those people are able to have them on autopilot. It's just part of their life, right? So do not despise the small beginnings. And next week, we're going to talk specifically about a second thing that your habit must be if you want it to stick, okay? But I want to end with this. If you are someone that has believed all their life that your performance matters, or if you are someone who you still, as you think about it, just feel like a failure, right? Because you just can't seem to get it together. Let me encourage you with this. Your performance, it does not matter. Not for the sake of salvation. What do I mean by that? So in short, you are a sinner. There's nothing that you could have done to earn God saving you or your spot in heaven. Nothing. Nothing. Because the standard is holiness. God's standard is perfection. And there's this thing called a sin seed that everybody now has because of our first parents, Adam and Eve. After they sinned, everyone after them was born in unholy, fleshly bodies. Imperfect. But God, in his great love for us, sent Jesus, who died on the cross for us while we were sinners. While we were sinners, he demonstrated that love for us. He was a perfect sacrifice. He was the blood shed so that we could be reconciled to the Father. Jesus is the bridge between us and God, because formerly there was a huge gap, and we could have never gotten back to him, not on our own record. Because again, the standard to enter God's presence is perfection. And we all miss the mark. Romans 3.23 says we all miss the mark. And what is the reward for sin? It's death. Sin is punishable by death. And so Jesus came. He lived the life that none of us could have lived, perfection. And he died the death that we all deserve because of our sin. If this is not what you live by, yet you see the freedom in it, I invite you right now just to create space, push pause on this podcast, create the space to cry out, God, thank you for making a way for me. 
I see I could not have ever earned it. I could never work my way to you. Thank you for sending a Savior in Jesus. I put all of my trust, all of my faith in him and what his cross represents for me. Save me, O oh God. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, I promise you, whenever you understand the depth, the height, the width of God's love for you, you won't be so concerned about the outcome. And I'm speaking to myself here too, especially when it comes to living a healthy lifestyle. I'm so I'm not concerned anymore. I mean, the temptation to think about these things is still there, but I'm not so obsessed with the way I look or I'm not so obsessed about counting calories. I'm obsessed with honoring God with my body and with the things that I put in my body. The outcome doesn't matter on this side of heaven because my outcome for eternity has already been decided. Praise God. So live with the end in mind. Worship Him in all that you do today. Whether that be stewarding your home, being a good manager and supervisor of your home, in your relationship with your kids, as you support your spouse and love Him, as you honor your body by putting healthy food choices in it, just everything is an act of worship. And so I pray this over you that you would just be a good steward of everything God has given to you because your outcome is already determined. Eternity is already determined for you. You can live freely now. If you want more information on how to personally create healthy habits, please look in the show notes. I have created an evaluation request and I will help you to create healthy habits that fit into your lifestyle with a small beginnings in mind. So once you fill this request out, it'll direct you to the Kingdom Mamas community homepage where you will join and then I will send you your evaluation plan back to you. I'm so excited to just walk with you guys as you look to steward your life better, all for the glory of the Lord. Because like I said, you can live in freedom now. I look forward to connecting with you guys soon. Until next time.